did not have some way of using our language, our literary art, our literary skill to tell that story and to make it real and to make the uh, faith element shine through what otherwise would be the same kind of history you'd find in any other book in, in the ancient world or in modern world alike. So we are talking about something which is really at the heart of our understanding. When we do liturgy, when we as uh, priests or deacons or whatever uh, roles people play in this, we are involved in a, a ritual. Rituals always carry that meta-historical meaning. But you do one act, it's a procession, it's handing on of things, it's a touching of, of objects, it's various actions that we do, but none of them are what the action is. They all have a meaning far beyond that. And so so in that ritual understanding, we're able to express as a community, as a group, as a, uh, a response, the understanding that's individually in the minds and hearts of each person. That is, we have a story, the story exists on paper or it exists in the telling of it, but each person appropriates that as their own understanding, but we act out its implications and its reenactments and its reactualization, as the document on how to interpret the Bible 10 years ago called it, reactualizing the past for the whole community. So the community participates together in this. Scripture is always this way. Scripture is never an isolated book. It's a community book of participation in which the telling and hearing of that story of Scripture always, of course, has great meaning uh, for the community and is only interpreted accurately and responsibly by the community. Outside readers, outside historians, you notice all these people write books from the university religion departments with no faith behind them. The way they interpret the events are far different from the way we hear them and know them. And the reason is, of course, that they lack the context in which that has to be done, in which we read it in light of the whole tradition of reading from the earliest church to now, and all of the understandings and all of the faith elements and all of the saving moments that have been part of our proclamation of God through all those ages. So this is very important, okay? And I want to start uh, in doing this task over five days with the story of the Exodus in the narrative of the book of Exodus and how that book is put together. I think one of the things that is very important for all of us is to understand our scriptures as a exciting drama in which the best way I always have found to teach it is to take each book as a dramatic book. It's got a uh, power of the way it expresses itself, which is not intended to be like reading the newspaper or a catechism or some other kind of learned book, but is to engage us in that task. And if you read Exodus, you find out very quickly how dramatically engaged that book is, you know. My students over the years have always loved starting their introduction to the Old Testament because we start with Genesis. And of course, you know, Genesis is all stories. So everybody seems to find it easy to read and enjoy it. And they're wondering, well, what do they mean by all these crazy things people are doing? Then you get into Exodus. Exodus has got a great storyline too at least for the first half of the book. But once you get past chapter 19, it bogs down immediately into endless lists of gold rings and how many lambskins and uh, what dimensions the poles should be in order to build this sanctuary and how many threads are in the high priest garments, you know. And the result is from chapter 
25 at least till 40, the last 15 chapters of the book, it's like boring. <laughs> and the result, of course, is that they never read further in the Bible at all. They have discovered that it's not so interesting as they had thought at first. So I think we have a little bit of that attitude too. You know, we are very used to, as Catholics particularly, taking our scriptures in exciting little doses. You know, the lectionary sets up scripture so that priests and congregations deal with the best stories and self-contained stories. We never hear the long narratives of Chronicles repeating all of the Book of Kings. Never. And your amount of knowledge through liturgy of Leviticus could be put in a thimble. So, you know, it, we are not encouraged ourselves, fundamentally, as readers of Scripture, to understand the dramatic structure of the Bible as a book of revelation in which we're supposed to...